Let's pray before we get into the word. Father, we thank you for tonight's service again. We thank you for each uh, uh, one who's come, our brothers and sisters in the Lord and those listening. We pray tonight that they have ears to hear, anointed ears to hear what the Spirit of God's saying, that their minds are open and hearts are receptive, that we're changed tonight through your Holy Spirit and also, Father, because you're engrafted word. We thank you that it will build us up tonight and give us an inheritance in Christ Jesus. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, tonight I just have a simple message um, called Getting Direction from God. Uh, I, but I have found through the years of ministry that sometimes the simple things are the most important and we don't need to leave these things behind or let them slip away, as the Bible says, because... Um, it's especially in dark times when things are really oppositional towards your life. You need to really tune in to what the Spirit of God wants you to do. It's very, very important to be led by the Spirit of God. Of course, we've talked about that. And then even getting direction from the Lord. You know, there's different paths we can take in life. And I have found that I have this little voice in me that's sometimes kind of selfish. This is what I want to do. <laughs> and I don't care who likes it or who doesn't like it. But, you know, we really need to submit that little voice of ours that tries to do what it wants to do, selfishness of man, to the voice of God and to allow him to give us directions. And I had to come to the conclusion that God loves me and he wants what's best for me. So he's not going to tell me to do anything that is going to be detrimental or that's going to be destructive. Or really, he's not going to tell me anything that I'm not going to like to do. Now, you know, for, when you first hear it, you might think, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, for instance, uh, I know one time I was in a church service. It wasn't my church. It was another person's church. And the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, give your salary away, the whole salary for this week. Give it away. Well, you know, at first you might not like that. <laughs> you think, I don't, I didn't hear that. <laughs> you know? Or you might think, that can't be God. <laughs> you know. But um, like Brother Hagin used to say, the devil's not going to tell you to give any money in church. <laughs> so you know it's not the devil. <laughs> so anyway, then the, the longer that I sat there, the stronger it it got on the inside of me. I need you to give your whole salary to this church right now. So, you know, then you just step out in faith and do it. But the point is, sometimes you might not like what the Spirit of God's saying to you. You know, he might tell you you're called to ministry and you think, I don't want to do that. (laughs) But the more you uh, find out about his love for you, then you know he has your best interest at heart better than you could ever do for yourself. Um, His decisions are higher. The Bible says his ways are higher, his thoughts are higher, and and, and his directions for you are the highest and the best that you'll ever receive. And after, you know, walking with him for after, you know, about 40 years, I found out finally (laughs) that just do what he says and glorious things happen. I mean, it's really amazing. He's not, you know, if he tells you to give financially, he's not trying to take something away from you. He's really trying to get things into your hands. You know, I've said this before. If God tells you to give something, 
Uh, for instance, Jerry Horton, years ago, <laughs> was receiving the offering. We were at a Gulf Coast convention. And when she got in the pulpit, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I'll never forget it. <laughs> she said, the Lord told me that everybody who has read on tonight needs to give $500. <laughs> and I thought, okay, because I was sitting on the front row with a red dress and red shoes <laughs> and a red purse. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I'm going to do it, you know. So I wrote out my check, praise God. And, you know, I've never regretted it. I didn't do without. I haven't gone without. I hadn't gone without a meal. You could tell that. Everything just worked out. Amen. And I love her boldness for what the Spirit of God tells her to do. It's, you know, in, in every area, but it's really inspired me in offerings to obey the Lord and whatever uh, he says to do financially. But, you know, I think that we can be tentative and not uh, follow the directions of the Lord, whether it be in our uh, in our future, for our life, for the destiny God's called us to, or maybe just a small decision about... Maybe what, you know, you go through your closet and what you need to wear to work that day. I mean, it could be, it could be as simple as that, but it's very important to follow those promptings and directions of the Lord. And it might, that, what you wear to work might not be life or death, but it could be b- between comfortable and uncomfortable. Or you might be in a situation you thought, golly, I'm freezing. And if I had just done what the Spirit of God said this morning and followed His direction, I'd be warm right now. <laughs> so um, I just think it's a good thing to learn to listen to the Spirit of God. And so that's what we're going to look at for a few minutes tonight. And we're going to start in Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15 and verse 28. Acts 15, 28. This um, is something that uh, I've looked at for years here that... Um, I think that sometimes God is so um, so accommodating when He when he wants us to hear His voice. In fact, Jesus said this in John ten. He said, "They, my sheep, will hear my voice." Jesus said that, "My sheep will hear my voice." Now, if He said that, He wasn't lying. Jesus doesn't lie. So, if we're His sheep, which we are, if you're born again, you're His sheep then we are going to hear his voice. So I've made that one of my confessions, especially when I have some direction I'm seeking in, in my life. I'll say, I hear the voice of the Lord. I Instead of, I don't ever hear from God. I don't know how people do it. Uh, you know, they say they hear from God, but I don't know how. They, no, I, I say, I hear from God. And then I'll say, I understand what the will of the Lord is. Because there's a scripture that says, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So it is his will for us probably more than we even want to know. It is his will to give us information and even revelation in our life. So here it says in verse 28, for it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us. Now notice that it seemed good. Now that's just the simple leading, isn't it? It just seemed good to the Holy Ghost, and to us, and to follow these directions. So it can come so subtly sometimes. In the Old Testament, the Bible says he wasn't in the wind, he wasn't in the fire, it was the still, small voice. <laughs> the still, small voice that leads, that, that inclination toward God and toward the Holy Ghost. And it seemed good to them. 
Now, in Proverbs 14:12, the Bible says, there is a way that seems right to a man, and the end is destruction. But you'll see in that verse, there's no Holy Ghost involved. <laughs> so it's when, when your spirit and the Holy Ghost agree on something, and, and it seems good, in other words, there's peace, I have found when the Spirit of God and my spirit, which is born of God, are in agreement, there's some joy there. You know, I get a little bit of excitement in my heart. Um, and you just know it's the right thing. Um, so in making decisions, I believe it's very important to quieten yourself down a little bit. Um, one of our church members tonight, I told him the uh, title of the... Uh, the message, and they said, well, doesn't that mean you just have to shut up and listen to God? <laughs> I said, exactly. I said, you need to preach tonight, <laughs> because it is getting quiet, being quiet. And in a, in a, a very loud world that we live in, um, it's so important to have those times of just stillness and quietness. It will really minister to your soul. And I have found that, you know, people don't always like to turn off the TV or turn off music. Um, or, or maybe turn off your cell phone, Facebook, or all the other things, and just get quiet. But it does reap a huge reward, because I think it's calming to us, and uh, then we can actually hear the voice of the Lord, and that still, small voice. So I want to talk about making decisions, and uh, I think that it's very important to make right decisions. God said, uh, set before you life and death. And then he said, choose life. Let's make the right decisions here. And he has allowed us to do that together with him so that he can guide us and lead us into wonderful Holy Ghost things that need to be done. And another thing I have found about the Holy Spirit is when he tells you to do something or gives you directions, it's usually not just for you, even though it's, it is for you, but it, it usually affects other people in a positive way. So that there's a lot that goes on in, um, following the Lord. Uh, years ago, again, in giving, I don't know why that keeps coming up. Maybe somebody needs to give something, but, uh, I was spoken to, I was in New Mexico, uh, speaking in a church and spoken to by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God said, I want you to give your watch away. And it was a really nice gold Rolex watch, the nicest watch I've ever had. And uh, he said, I want you to give it to the pastor's wife. So I thought, again, really? You know, <laughs> really? And it was, the, the, the longer I waited on the Lord, the stronger the inclination was. So I knew it was right. Um, so I gave it to her. And the next night, the pastor and his wife took me out to dinner. And he said, I want you to know what that us he said we are building a church right now a building program and he said when you gave that watch to her of course she loved it but it was more than that for us because we've been believing God for this huge amount of money for the sanctuary being built and all of a sudden faith came to us if God can give us this thousand 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 dollar watch like that he can supply the money for our building program so he said it really encouraged us. Yeah. And, and so usually when the Spirit of God's doing something, it's not just, you know, for one or two people. It's, it's really in his kingdom. He's doing a lot of things. Amen. 
So let's talk about making decisions. First, I want to go to the negative side and say, don't make decisions when, okay? This is a list. Don't make decisions when you are in fear. When you're in fear, sometimes uh, I know that I have been there in in a place where I would say, I don't know what else to do, so I'm just going to do this. (laughs) And that's sometimes a really bad thing to do. Um, Don't make decisions when you're tired or when you're weary. I've tried everything, so I guess I'll just do this. See, that's not what we want to do. Another one is when we're panicked. Sometimes panic can pressure us into making decisions, bad decisions. And, um, you know, uh, I have to make the decision right now, uh, so I'll just do this. Uh, Pastor David and I were talking about when you go in some situations with salespeople, they'll try to pressure you and say, oh, you've got to make this right now. <laughs> Not This deal won't be there tomorrow. It's <laughs> right now. And we said that's the, the key to... I'm not going to make this decision. I'm not going to do this. Um, The Bible says some things about being hasty and it's not good. So, um, you know, to just to make that decision that until you get a piece about something, then we don't you don't have to decide. Amen. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves or we let other people put pressure on us. And even the devil devil jumps in there, especially with panic, and says, you've got to do it now, you've got to do it now. And you really don't have to do it right then. Uh, well, I've, I've said to myself, well, I'm at my wit's end, so then I'll just do this, this. And uh, that's not a good thing to do either, your wit's end, right? <laughs> well, you need to have your wits about you when you're making a decision. Um and so Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent bring plenty, as surely as haste leads to poverty. So, you know, make a plan. Let God give you a plan. And I'm telling you, the last six months, I've just had this in my heart, prayed a lot about it, that God would give us plans and that we would know his plan. And I'm talking about everyday life, of course. You know the plan of salvation, praise the Lord. Um, but even in our everyday lives, in, a, in our world where we live, that God would give us the plans. Um, and, and here it says those plans of the diligent bring plenty. So uh, again, try not to, to make decisions when you're under pressure. Um, they can be reckless uh, decisions, you know, uh, premature. And um, we used to say half-baked you know, nobody likes a half-baked cake or cupcakes. So these shortcuts can be uh, a waste of time and money and energy. We need to, uh, especially when we're making um, important decisions, maybe where to live or what job to take or maybe to start a new business, we need to really listen to the plan of God. He has a plan, and he'll give you the plan. Now, what I have found, too, in, in haste, is that uh, I feel like I need to go ahead and do it now. I just I need to get started on this, you know. <laughs> and and without hearing the Spirit of God say, do it now. Now, if he says do it now, then we need to step out in faith and do it, not be indecisive. But if you don't hear from the Spirit of God uh, about doing something and the, the right timing, then it's best just to sit back. I've just learned. 
Now, I'm an achiever, you know, the strength finder things, not my one, number one thing is achieving. So I've had to really reel myself in because I like to get things done and see it finished. And it makes me feel so good to finish something. But I have learned that God has timing and, and, and that involves many times a supply that you wouldn't have had earlier or help people to help you. Maybe other people are not in line yet and they, God's given them a little time to get in line so that you can have a supply and some help when you're endeavoring to do whatever it is God's telling you to do. Amen. Um, and some of the, some of, some of that time can be years. Um, I have heard the Spirit of God tell me to do something and I'm thinking, oh, that'll be soon. That'll be like the next six months and it's been maybe six years before it came to pass. But know that His timing is, is perfect in, in, uh, accomplishing what He's told you to do. Does that make sense? Are y'all with me? All right. Haste and speed are rarely good. Haste and speed are really, rarely good. So just kind of sit back a little bit. Let the Spirit of God direct you. And uh, try not to get in such a hurry. A new direction in life, you really need to consider and think about it. You know, God did give us a mind. We need to follow our spirit. But he also gave us a mind to consider things and to think about things. Um, I was thinking about Mary today in Luke chapter 1 and how... Uh, the angel appeared to her, Luke chapter 1 and verse 29, if you want to turn there and see. Uh, the Bible says, and when she saw, well, I'll read verse 28. And the angel came into her, unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she tr- was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Now, the Amplified says, when she saw him, she was greatly troubled and disturbed and confused at what he said. It kept, it kept revolving in her mind what such a, a greeting might mean. So she really was considering this. I don't think it was uh, that she doubted right then that anything could happen. I think that the salutation was, the Lord is with thee. And she knew some of these Old Testament men and women that were used by God in the first salutation was, God is with you. And then he would ask them to do these supernatural things. Well, take Gideon, for instance. He's hiding from the Midianites. <laughs> and and this angel comes to him and says, Gideon, God's with you, and you're a man, a mighty man of valor. <laughs> and he didn't look like that. He wasn't really being very valiant right then, hiding from the Midianites. But uh, when when they when the angel said, God is with you, then there was some supernatural things that empowered him and strengthened him to do the plan of God. So I think she knew something was fixing to happen here, and she was considering it. And she was probably considering, what am I going to do with this? Because God's, you know, with me. Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> and But the, the neat thing about it is when he's with you, his grace is there to accomplish anything that he asks you to do. Amen? And And she realized that. And, and by, down by verse 38, Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Praise God. So she thought about it. She cast in her mind. She considered all these things and talked it out and said, All right, here we go. Be it unto me according to your word. 
But when we're making decisions, when we're in a new direction in our life, we consider these things, think about it, and reflect on it, uh, even deliberate some of these things. You know, it's just not bad to hesitate. It's not bad to ponder or examine um, and, and give give attention to what you're doing and what the Spirit of God's asking you to do. In fact, in the Bible, uh, the word consider is used 66 times. So I think the Bible, I think the Bible is expressing this, that God really wants us to consider, consider what we're doing, consider our ways and examine our ways. And it's not bad to, to be a thinker, to think about things and to think seriously about these things. Hallelujah. So praise the Lord. When we're making decisions, we should say we hear his voice. Amen. Even when you think you're not hearing his voice, we say, I hear his voice. He knows me, I know him. I know his voice. He's the shepherd, I'm the sheep. The sheep know the voice of the shepherd. Uh, and then say, I understand what the will of the Lord is. Even if you think, I don't know what to do here, <laughs> out loud say what he says. Amen? And it just opens the door to your soul hearing from God. It really does open the door to hearing his voice and his direction in situations in your life. And the Bible says also, and I'll end with this, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Well, what is that? That's direction. But the acknowledgement of him is where we fail sometimes. Because we think, oh, I know what to do here. I know the right thing to do. I know where I want to live. I know what I want to do. I know where I want to travel. You know, many times David and I'll be asked to travel and do things. And, and you know, we have to step back. Because especially if it's an exciting place to go, you think, yes, we want to go there. But the Spirit of God might say, oh, no, 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 not, not yet. Or it's not quite time for that. Uh, that'll be another time. And and it just pays to listen to the Spirit of God and put it in His hands, even if you're really, really excited about it. Sometimes don't need to get so excited. <laughs> Just listen to God and He will prepare a way for you to do those things that you desire and um, and open up those doors to for you to be there. So in all your ways, you know, I used to take gymnastics when I was a little girl and before we did our, when we were competing and doing gymnastics meets, we would stand on, if we were doing floor exercise, we would stand on the mat and we would acknowledge the judges. First thing, you don't just go out there and start doing your, your routine. You know, just start, turn on the music, let's go. You always would acknowledge the judges and then they would tell you when, it, when they were ready. And I think about that in life. It's just always good to acknowledge God in everything. Don't just start doing something and just, you know, run out and think, well, I got to do it now. I'm getting so old. That's the biggest thing. You know, I'm just getting too old and my life's going to be over with. <laughs> and, you know, I need to do it now or never, now or never. Well, not necessarily. You know, Jesus' ministry was three years. Three years. Now, how many of us think we have three years left, right? Then that's all him was three years to accomplish everything and finish the work the Spirit of God says to do to him. So I think that God can speed up things and do it so much faster if you allow Him to direct you. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
So let's stand up and we're just going to pray tonight. If you're seeking direction from the Lord, we're going to pray for you to hear the Spirit of God, to follow peace, to know His voice, and to know what to do or what to say or where to go. He's going to direct you tonight. Father, I thank you that we are your sheep. You are our shepherd. That you direct us through your loving kindness and your tender mercies. That still small voice of the Spirit of God that's in us that in, in makes that inclination toward what we should do or, or maybe what we shouldn't do. We thank you for direction tonight for all that are listening. Uh, Father, I thank you that they will not uh, be distracted by the world's voices. They will not be distracted by the enemy, the devil, or any of his cohorts in Jesus' name. But they will follow the Lord, follow your voice, knowing your voice, understanding what the will of the Lord is, and that you'll make it very clear. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. What a wonderful Heavenly Father you are. Hallelujah. You direct and order our steps.